Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the Game Week 13 preview show by FPL Addicts, sponsored by Bonus Bank uh, for the 2021 and 2022 Premier League season. A bit of housekeeping before we begin, a reminder that we release a full Game Week playlist every single week on our YouTube, which includes the Guru's team selection, this podcast and the Guru Scout 11. If you haven't already watched them this week, make sure you go and do so. There's heaps of FPL content over on the YouTube as well, so it's really worth a look. And whether you're listening or watching or you're in the Twitter space, and if you enjoy it, make sure you like us, subscribe us, follow us, whatever you can do on whatever platform you're viewing on, and that you can help us reach a much broader audience and help more FPL managers just like you. So we will get into it, and uh, we'll start with the, uh, the results review. So we'll get into it. The share screen is up on the screen there. So, Reedy, we will start with you from game week 12, was there a fixture that really popped out at you? Um, whew, there was. It was a good game week, wasn't it? But uh, I think the one that kind of stuck out was that Burnley Crystal Palace uh, game. Uh, I know you had the Newcastle boys um, who you support. It's a brilliant game as well. But that Burnley Crystal Palace was just—you didn't know which way it was going to go. Um, and a lot of fancy managers would have been happy with the likes of you know Corney delivering and. You know, Gallagher getting a Spenteke, obviously caught on the score sheet, can't stop the man at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's the game for me. Yeah, I think, you know, no one really expected that to be a three-all, did they really? You know, if, you, if you'd asked someone before the game, they probably would have told you a one-nil or a nil-nil from those two sides. So a lot of people really didn't expect that, did they? Not at all, mate, not at all. You know, when how often do Burnley, you know, um, <laughs> score three goals? Um so, you know, Palace are sort of the, they're in form, if you like, at the moment. Um, but, you know, it was just end-to-end, end-to-end game, goals goals galore, and that's what we love to see. Yeah, absolutely. That's what the Premier League seems to be about these days, isn't it? There's a lot less defending and a lot more attacking, a lot more entertaining football. So we'll go to you, Guru, for your pick of the game that really popped out of you for game week 12. Look, there's so many this week, but I'm going to take this one just so Jack... You know, just to make him feel a little bit better about himself, I'm going to go Watford for Manchester United 1. You know, what a result that was. Even Ben Foster got in on the action at the end. So I've got to take that one. There were so many point scorers uh, in this one. Josh King got a goal. Dennis got 14 points. Um, you know, Donny van der Beek sort of coming and got his, his first goal as well this season. Uh, Ronaldo got everyone an assist. But um, yeah, like I mentioned before, that Foster assist at the end was just, yeah, it was someone else. Not sure how. Uh, how much of an assist it actually was, but um, yeah, this this result has, has got to be the the pick for me. Like, you know, I know Man United's form hasn't been great, but I did not expect four uh, one to Watford in this one. And also, actually, shout out to David de Gea for saving two penalties as well. Yeah, you know, if you had David de Gea in your team, you probably didn't end up having too bad of a week in terms of your goalkeeper because he would have got the penalty save points. But unfortunately, he did also concede four. So it was a very mixed day at the office. And obviously, Jack, it did lead to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer finally getting the sack. Um, you know, probably the best move going forward, in my opinion. Just want to get your opinion on it. While we've got you, you know, the resident Man United fan on the podcast. So what do you make of it? Yeah, obviously, it was on, it was on thin ice, wasn't it? All the ice was broken. As you could say, he was um, any more results like he was getting against Liverpool and City. You come into Watford, he has to win, he has to get, he has to take all three points, and he hasn't delivered, uh, and he's had to go, and he's paid for it with his job. All he's progressed us. Uh, we were in a right mess three seasons ago, um, so I think I am thankful for that. But he, he took us as far as he could. I think, obviously, being a legend in the club, we were looking for him to 
Oh, no one wants to sack Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? He is a legend. He's, he's the guy who delivered us the uh, the treble pretty much in uh, with, with the last minute win. But um, he had to go. So it's time for a change. I'm not too sure. Uh, I didn't take too kindly to uh, Matt throwing that in there. But I couldn't, when I saw the score in the morning, I was a bit worse for wear after a few uh, shandies on Saturday night. So I looked at the score in the morning and thought, I'm not watching that. And uh, Ole, Gunnar, <laughs> Ole Gunnar needs to go. But onwards and upwards, we uh, will take the win, obviously, against Villarreal. Uh, happy days uh, with that, a good result. It, you know, Carrick showed that he's got a bit of a plan B as the interim interim. I'm not too sure United directors or you know CEO's got a plan B. So we'll we'll see where that takes us over the next week or two. Um, and listen, I, I just want to obviously flip the conversation now and go Newcastle-Brentford 3-3. What a game. Heaps of goals. Elliot, thoughts? It was uh, it was a lot better from Newcastle, you know. Attacking, we looked a lot more comfortable on the ball. You could already sort of see, um, you know, just the, the two weeks that Eddie Howe had. Unfortunately, he couldn't be there because he did have COVID, and um, there is a couple of rumours that he might not be able to be there for the Arsenal game because I think it's ten days quarantine you got to do in England. So it depends. Um, obviously, if he returns a negative test or whatever for the weekend, but that is the early kickoff. But we'll get onto the fixtures in just a little bit. But yeah, it was definitely you know it was clear to see that attacking we we still look great. You know we we look better going forward. We looked a lot more comfortable. But you could just see where the issues are, and the issues are in the defence. The the defending for the first goal and the goalkeeping for the first goal. Ivan Tony's goal, which I'm sure pleased a lot of FPL managers. I was just recoiling watching it. I think Dubravka's got to go back in net for the weekend against Arsenal. Um, don't know what Darlow was doing. He seems to, you know, when Dubravka's out and injured, he seems to do all right, Darlow. But when he's sort of got that little bit of pressure, um, you know, he doesn't seem to cope too well with it. But yeah, calamitous defending. But, you know, we look good going forward and there was a point at home. We needed three probably, but... You know, it was a, it was an entertaining game. It was you know really end to end stuff. So it wasn't the the worst game of football um, to watch as a neutral. And it was nice to see Joel Linton get on the score sheet. I spoke to the guru a little bit about him. Um, you know, he's going to be you know the FBL asset now. He's going to overtake Salah, isn't he, Guru? You know, with points scored this season, it's all about Joel Linton. It is all about Joel Linton. You know, this is surely this is his time, right? It's got it's got to be better better late than never. I mean, you know, two years, we could have been having that for two years. But, you know, obviously it was the man, Steve Bruce, that, you know, he was hiding the beast the whole time because he knew he had the power to destroy him. But Jack, Steve Bruce to Manchester United, is that the move? Hey, let's get him in. You know, as a centre, you know, Steve Bruce, centre-half, let's sort Harry Maguire out, get Steve Bruce in, get him in that back line and get us 19 goals from centre-back. Come on, Brucey. No, in all, in, all, in all seriousness, Bruce, Bruce is probably not the one, but he's a he's a legend. I do love him, um, and he's brought he's brought that forward line together, hasn't he? That Joel Linton, Seth Maximam, and Callum Wilson. That's all Steve Bruce is making that one. So um, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's one of the credits that I do give him is that he definitely managed to sign a couple of good players. So, um, you know, whether whether the players regressed that were already there um, underneath his management is a different story, but he did definitely manage to uh, to attract some decent players to the club. No one knows how, but um, he did end up managing to do that. So that is the the result of the week. And there were so many FPL points, so many goals flying in this weekend. So we can hope for more of the same this weekend. But we'll move on to the paid league, the paid mini league that we've got and reviewing that and it's getting even more competitive just by the week you brought up on the screen there Donald Breslin with no Kane no gain remains top Guru a bit disappointing this week while we're on the topic of Kane you know a lot of people brought him in 
hopefully Ollie jumps on a little bit later because I do want to mention something that he said about Harry Kane right before he went to sleep on that Sunday. But you know, I was a little bit disappointed to see he wasn't on the score sheet again, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about him on, on Twitter in the FPL world and, you know, that they thought this could be the game that, you know, sort of bounced back. Um, so it was disappointing that he did hit the post in the second half. Um, but look, you know, another blank. Um, it, it is disappointing. But, you know, fingers crossed this up and coming game week, he can finally find the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely. And just a quick reminder, if you are tuning on live through the Twitter space, this is the, the live podcast that we do every single week. So if you fancy hopping over onto YouTube, we can uh, we can reply to your comments there and interact with you a little bit more. There might be some time for some discussion in the end uh, with this space, but I'm not too sure just as of yet. But obviously, if you can make your way over to the YouTube, it'll probably enhance your experience a little bit better. So every single detail that you need is in the link tree of the FPL Addict Pod uh, Twitter space. So get yourself over there. But um, Jordy Wilson sits there in second. And Steve Ward, who's a, a name who's come to life in the past couple of weeks, he's had a couple of good weeks. I've been tracking him in the, the mini leagues. He's been doing quite well, Jack. Um, you know, he's been getting himself up there. And he, you know, he earned himself third heading into to game week 13. So he's done a good job, hasn't he? Yeah, Wardy's boys are looking uh, real, really good in there. He's got a, he's got a strong back line. He's you know James Cancelo and Alexander Arnold, Salah in midfield. With he brought obviously Yotas in there as well. He's got a front line of uh, Armstrong and Tony, who uh, who looked all right the weekend too. Uh, but Harry Kane, you know, if he'd hit the weekend and the only didn't hit the bar, he would have even gone better in there. So yeah, Wardy's hit, picked up one of our FPL managers of the week awards already. Got himself a little cash prize. So um, he's definitely one to look out for, and he's he's definitely keeping the pressure on Jordi and Donald. That's 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 a fact. Yeah, absolutely. And while we're on the topic of the uh, the prize, the game week twelve manager of the week went is gone to a playoff. It's between Donal and Darren Wickham and Kieran King. So we've got a three way tie for manager of the week and the twenty dollars cash prize. So we'll have to wait to see who scores the most points in game week thirteen to see who is awarded that prize pool. But really, you know, three way tie this week. It really just shows how competitive this league is, doesn't it? It certainly does, Elliot. Uh, it's hotting up nicely for that game week 13 and uh, makes sort of these managers who, who are in the running for that prize, uh, their decisions even more important. Um, maybe they do want to, of course, bag that prize, but, you know, it, it has an impact on the, on the remainder of the season for them as well. So it's brilliant that we've got that um, competitive sort of side in this league. Just just goes to show with some of the high scores from the last game week. Uh, the standards, you know, that are set are really brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. And just a quick shout out to Ozspike there. He did comment before. We did bring it up on screen. But if you are listening along in the Twitter space, he sort of just sits there just on the screen in ninth, he tells us. So uh, top work to you, mate. And really well done. But as I say, every single week, the paid league is really, really shaping up as we um, sort of approach the near the halfway mark of the season it's going to be interesting to see you know how many people start to drop off maybe and you know who can really go for it at this time but the free league is also shaping up and if the paid league is competitive the free league is even more competitive fpl planner sits there top of the league guru he is having a brilliant season 83 points this week he's 15 points shy of the 900 point mark that's absurd isn't it oh, unbelievable by um yeah fpl planner you know, he's uh, he really knows his stuff and his, his team's just so consistent every week. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what, what moves he makes this week with um, with the Chilwell injury. Um, you know, and definitely keeping a close eye on his side. You know, 83 points 
this week's just yeah remarkable and, and that's even without you know the Harry Kane goals as well because I know he's had Harry Kane for a while um so you know he's going to get even bigger scores is um you know it's FPL planner once once Kane starts you know bagging the goals again so um yeah well done to uh to the Kong yeah absolutely hats off to you mate you know that's a an outrageous score for this time in the season so uh, you're really doing quite well there but um if we move on to the women's mini league there hasn't been too much movement this week it's sort of staying the same but there were some big scores again there was two 70s at the top of the league there 79 down and sixth and you know just like fpl planet a lot of these people should have been entering into that paid league because they would have earned themselves quite a bit of cash now fpl planet especially you know you've got to got to get yourself in the paid league for next season you would be stealing a living um at this point with that score so uh, it would be absolutely ridiculous if you didn't do so it's definitely one to watch for next week but um we'll move on to the the fun league as i like to call it and unfortunately you know i sort of take pride in how i'm doing in this league i have been defeated this week by the guru so i didn't manage to pick myself up three points i checked the format um and unfortunately i'm still sitting in sixth uh pizza boy still sits at the top with 812 points and 30 points overall donald breslin sits there in second and aaron Wu rounds off the top three with 27 points as well and you know there's still not really much movement you know down this league lads i think ollie oh sorry the guru's sitting there 21 points so you're still six shy of me matt but you know you're sort of happy with how your performance is going in this league so far it's a bit hit and miss isn't it yeah, it is. And look, for those on spaces that, that um, don't know much about this league, it's our uh, head-to-head mini-league sponsored by uh, Bonus Bank. And basically, it's our uh, 30 of our members are in this league and we're all sort of playing each other every week. And I'm sitting around mid-table, aren't I, intent? It's, it's a tough one, this. I, I find the head-to-head, you just never know you know, who you're going to get or, or you know, on any given week. It's just a lot tougher than, than say, a classic lead and, uh, league. And everyone's kind of all over the place on this. Yeah, absolutely is. And obviously, there's a lot of people listening in this Twitter space that are in all of these leagues as well. So big shout out to you. And, you know, if people aren't in the leagues for this season, there is always next year, as uh, as FPL Planner has just said in the live comments. He probably sits there with a grin thinking about how much cash he could earn just by entering into these leagues. And I do not blame you at all, because with that score, that would be absolutely ridiculous. Just a quick reminder before we move on to our scores for the week. If you are listening on the Twitter space, you can always make your way over to the YouTube using the link tree in the bio of the FPL Addicts podcast uh, account there but um, we will move on now to our hauls for the week and um, there were some big scores from us I think most people managed to get above the average Dave had 67 there I managed to get 62 points so I'm just 11 points shy of Jack but in terms of my team for this week was delighted with the Ben Foster assist at the end because he sort of you know unfortunately you know he conceded one which was a bit of a shame he might have been on for a couple of bonus maybe um, if he did manage to uh, to keep the clean sheet, but there was goals galore, so don't take my word on that one. But, you know, an assist, you take that five points from your goalkeeper. I mean, he's just playing this week because Sanchez got a red card. So, you know, I'm absolutely delighted with that. Other than that, um, the defence, Manquillo didn't play, unfortunately, so I've got to sort of figure out what to do with him. I'm hoping that Marcel is going to be fit for this week because he's sitting on my bench. And Livermento, obviously, they conceded two away at Norwich, which was um, a little bit surprising. I think a lot of people were a little bit shocked by that. But Trent Alexander-Arnold and Ben Chilwell did the heavy lifting in the defence for me this week. You know, they had 24 points between them. Um, Chilwell, unlucky not to score. You know, three minutes in, he was buried down on goal, hit the crossbar. So I think, you know, he would definitely have stolen all three of the bonus points if he managed to get that goal and the assist for Rudiger's header as well. In terms of the midfield, Son 
you know, he's blanked again. Um, he's on the chopping block for me. I brought him in three weeks ago and it's an interesting one. I'm sticking with him because I've got such good fixtures now, but, you know, I'm losing patience with him. I want to get, you know, those premium defenders like Cancelo and all that sort of stuff. So it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know how much longer I can wait with him. You can't be serious. Zero points. You can't be, you can't be sending him on his way already. Surely not. Get rid of Son. Yeah. Really? I'm wow. losing patience, mate. I'm losing patience. I've, I've got to watch. I've watched Spurs play um, on the weekend, and you know he did do too bad for himself. He was probably unlucky not to get you know a couple of points. But you know Cancelo is just so good in FPL at the minute, and you saw him this morning again. Yeah. You know against PSG, and you know if a defender can be doing that, I'm not sitting here with nine nine million in Son in my midfield when I can be getting Cancelo, and you know upgrading my defence a little bit. So you know just it's it's making me think a little bit. I'm not going to make a, a rash decision. You know. <laughs> I'd be surprised in there because I've I brought him in in last week for the fixtures coming up, right? Obviously, Conte is coming now. This is the manager bounce, I guess. Um, obviously, Son, we know what he's capable of. I, I feel like he is going to be starting to hit in these next set of fixtures. You've got Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton, Leicester. You just feel like Son's this is Son's time, so. I'd love for you to stay patient with him, but hey, listen, if you take him out, no worries, mate. I'll take uh, I'll take the points and I'll uh, I'll keep rising up that ladder, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I think you know the thing with Spurs is that you know they didn't have a shot on target in that first half again, and you know it's been sort of a running theme, hasn't it, Guru, for the past couple of games? But you know it looks like it's changed now. You managed to get the three points. You know you're on a win streak, as we'll call it. You know you got the one win, so you know do you reckon you can uh, you can keep it up and your man Son and your man Harry Kane can start firing for our FPL teams a little bit? Yeah, look, I hope so. I think they uh, they should do it at some point. I think I read, you know, a stat the second half we had eleven shots or eleven attempts, um, you know, which is the most Spurs have had all seasons, probably more than what they've had in all the games combined. So um, yeah, I think these next three fixtures are looking good uh, with the Burnley, uh, Brentford, and Norwich games. You know, so if um, if there's games for them to get points and to start firing, these are them. So, you know, I think it's time to potentially play the fixtures and, um, you know, get one of Son and Kane in. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously with my forwards there, if you are watch, uh, if you are listening on, on the Twitter space and you can't see it, Ronaldo with the five points and Jimenez with the eight, he is turning into some sort of beast again. Raul Jimenez, he's on absolute fire at the minute. Um, you know, I was, I was trying to contemplate taking him out as well, but he's got two good fixtures coming up. So you know, that might be the end of the line for him after that. But if he keeps up this sort of form, he is not going to be leaving my team because he is a bargain at the minute. And then obviously Wilson with the one point, he was unlucky. Um, he had one cleared off the line by Ivan Tony which I wasn't best pleased about for an FPL and a footballing sense. But, you know, you, you make a really good point. Um, Wing L on the YouTube needs strength in depth on the bench. And I absolutely agree with you because there was two players for me that didn't play this week. Um, Marcel has got the, the flag off of him now, so he's probably um, freeing up a little bit of space for me. But I definitely do need some, uh, some strength on the bench and Douglas Louise with the injury as well. Um, so, you know, when I played my wild card, I brought those two in. Douglas Louise was getting a couple of assists from corners and that sort of stuff, but they found themselves getting injured, which was a little bit unlucky um, for me. But um, obviously, Marcel's back now. It looks like he's, he's fit. He's ready to play. So I'm fingers crossed that he plays this week. Um, and if not, you know, you never know what Eddie Howe's going to do. He might play Mankio. It wasn't all impressed by Jacob Murphy on the weekend, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does get dropped or if uh, he does decide to play him again. So it's going to be an interesting one, but... 
um, yeah, that was that was sort of how my week went, boys. Sixty-two points for me, above the average. Um, I was looking for like a, a proper good green arrow going into the last day, and uh, unfortunately did take a red arrow overall. But um, you know what they say: you've got to take the rough with the smooth. But um, Jack, fifty-six points for you this week. So uh, talk us through your team, mate. Yeah, obviously not not the greatest score in comparison. As long as I'm a bolt, like beating Reedy in the week, it's not too bad. But um, yeah, so with my my team, five at the back ended up with uh, Chilwell, Alexander Arnold, and Cancelo. Uh, obviously, the the hole was good there. Um, I did captain Son. Now, obviously, I know Son's up for debating your team, Ellen. You captained him as well. Um, he's he's probably yeah. Listen, I'm probably not going to put the armband on him this week, but. Took a bit of a gamble, thought it might work well. Didn't pay off, but that's what it's all about, right? It's, it's the fun in what we do, uh, and you deal with the frustra- frustrations later. Uh, Salah obviously hit eight for me, and Buemo delivered nothing for us again, uh, and Hoang, Vardy, and Jesus didn't even get on the pitch, so a bit of a waste in that respect. But it's you know I'm, I'm trying to build up these transfers, but with Chilwell injury being thrown in now, it's kind of uh, thrown my plan out the window. I'm going to have to adapt, which uh, I might be able to tell you about shortly. But um, yeah, listen, happy with the defence now. It, it's it's strong. The fullbacks are delivering, um, just except for this Chilwell injury, which obviously probably what 30, 40% of managers have got this issue now. Yeah, you know, it's a really potent issue this week. It's going to be all the discussion. Um, obviously, he's quite high-owned, Chilwell, and he was just coming into some really good form, found himself back into the team, so really unlucky for him. Um, for everyone listening, we'll get onto that discussion just a little bit later after we go through our transfers, our captains, and have the guru section, so we'll discuss, you know, sort of the best options to go uh, from Chilwell, and uh, we'll get onto that in just a little bit. But, you know, Jack, were you sort of happy with how you went this week? I've just checked your bench. You know, you did play Ramsdale over Foster. Was that sort of, you know, backing your own team in a little bit and, you know, just sort of backfired for you? Yeah, I mean, it did backfire because I did, I did do it the other week. Oh, I spoke on the podcast last week. The, the Ramsdale-Foster, when I when I changed it the other week in, uh, was it game week? Game week 10, I think before the international break. I think when everyone's making the, making the switch over that week for the game week. And then uh, Ramsdale ended up having, having an absolute crazy game, didn't he? Hold like 10 plus points. Um, and Foster got nothing. And then I, I thought I'd keep the faith with Ramsdale, thinking he'd get the save points and do bits. And then it was the opposite. Obviously, United uh, absolutely flopped against Watford. Uh, and Foster got you know, five points in there. So, yeah, it did work well in that respect. And obviously, Jesus not getting on the pitch, not great. Uh, and then I've got Longstaff and Allen who were doing absolutely nout for me. Um, so my my, uh, my, ben- my bench is dead really. Um, so I do need these transfer. I need these transfers and these game weeks to come thick and fast so I can make some moves without taking too many hits. Um, obviously Everton, I don't think I've won since game week six. So Alan's not doing much since then. And Longstaff, you'll know more than me, El, how he's going to play a part in uh, how's plans or not. I've no idea. But um, yeah, fifty six isn't too bad, but it's not great because I was one below the average. Um, I'm in. I'm in the mix, and that's where I kind of want to be each time with the, the game week points, the average. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, obviously, with the, the festive period nearly among us, you know, there's going to be fixtures coming thick and fast, Jack. So you know, your wish has been granted by Santa at this point, and uh, maybe you'll be having a much brighter festive period for you. But um, we'll move on to you now, Reedy. Sixty-one points this week, just one below me. So you're sitting twenty-two points above me in the league, all up. You've got seven hundred. Overall points because you made four transfers and you took five stakes at five 
God, love it, love it. Um, didn't pay off, as we know now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> TAA and uh, Cancelo doing bits again. Um, Chilo well as well. So you know, I had quite a few few good um, players that got me returns. They're just kind of. Not the not not the ones that are really needed. Um, I'm just having a look there. Oh, yeah, Broge. So did Broge come in for Jesus because Jesus didn't play? Is that is that right? The Broge, yeah, Broge came on. He got a couple of minutes or something, didn't he? Jesus. Um, but yeah, so I did all right. You know, my captain choice wasn't great. Son, I picked him. I went with the risk like Jack Gillibrand did, and it backfired. But listen, I'm still above him. And, you know, as we know now, Carrick's at the wheel. So, um, you know, it's all good from a United point of view, isn't it, Jack? <laughs> so, um, yeah, minus eight takes off, takes takes me down to, what is it, um, 53, something like that. So, realistically, it's not a great game week, below the average. Um, and I'm hungry for more come this game week. I'm, I'm torn between making moves, but, we, you know, we'll, we'll touch upon that later. Next minute, minus 12 from Reedy. <laughs> no, no, listen, come on. I'm trying to be a, I'm trying to take a leaf out of uh, Elliot's book here, you know, with the whole rollover and being, um, you know, quite reserved and calm. But listen, it's FBL. You know, Chilwell's injured now, as, as we all know. So that throws a spanner in the works. Foden's got a bit of a, a question mark over him. So that's another, you know, sort of fire that you want to put out. And captain choice is probably going to be Salah for most people. But like I say, we'll, uh, we'll discuss that shortly, I suppose. Reedy, I found him. So, so, sorry, Elliot. I seen um, I was listening to a podcast uh, earlier, and Jermaine Beckford was on there, right? And he's playing a bit of fantasy football, and he and I think he's the actual hitman. I think he's he's worse than you, Reedy. He took seven. Tra- he did seven. He did seven transfers the other day to change his whole wow. team. <laughs> I mean, so you know what? Yeah, and I know we say I'm the hitman as such, and I probably take the most hits out of any of us, of us lot. But um, you know, I just like to have fun with the game. And 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 when you take these gambles and you go for these captain picks, you know, risky ones, so to speak, and they pay off. That the feelings are unreal. Um, and you guys will know that in relation to my Champions League um, fancy from last night. So it can pay off, but you know, there's, there's people out there that are much worse than me taking twelve point hits. You know, sixteen. Plus, even more so than that. So, listen, eight-point hit is the most I will ever, ever go to. Um, but I think this week, eight-point is definitely not going to happen. And also, sorry, just to add, for everyone that, that doesn't know, uh, Jack did take a minus 24 last season. So, um, <laughs> that, that's just not... Um... <laughs> there we go. There we go. Was it game week two? Don't forget, it was my uh, it was my return to FPL after about six years away from it. And then second week, I was like, what is this nonsense? I've just picked a put a Bamiyang in my team. And and I think he started the trend. I just went, I'm just going to change my whole team and start from game week three. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was the original one. And then uh, I didn't go back to that one, but... It was, I think it paid off though. That did pay off, to be fair. But you can't be doing that every other week. Reedy, what do you make of this comment from Wing Ali? Says I need to take a leaf out of Reedy's book and do a minus eight to get two good replacements and two good subs on my bench. You know what you making of that comment? I think if it's going to benefit you moving forward, it's it's potentially worth doing. What you've got to look at, and and it's the same principle for everyone who does FBL, is that is that hit. Um, are you going to get that sort of minimum return of, of the four uh, minus four uh, back from that player? Um, so, you know, if you, 
if you're a little bit impatient and you'd rather you know, not wait for players to be rising in price or getting injured and things like that. And you need to make the moves now. You know, you do it. You don't You don't need to... I know I know. we all sort of like to be in the top 10K or top 20K and all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, first and foremost, for me, you enjoy the game. And if it's right for what your team, you know, what you need to do for your team, then you do it. Um, you know, don't be too rash. Don't make the moves, like, too quickly. You know, have a little look around, and you know, there's plenty of uh, information there on you know FBL websites and and the like where you can pull um, you know stats. You can get injury updates before even the news conference has come out on a Friday. So, I would say, yeah, make the move if you if you definitely need to, just do it. No regrets. Well, maybe I do need to take a leaf out of your book and uh, you know take a couple of hits and you know sort of get some replacements on the bench. It's definitely not bad advice and. Know, the, the shape that my team's in at the minute, maybe I do need to. So uh, we'll have to see how that one goes. I can't promise that it's going to be this week and I can't promise that it's going to be ever. Yes, do it, I'll do it. Uh, we'll move on now. Ollie, are you here, mate? I, I'm not too sure if you can uh, if you can hear us or anything. You're in the space. You're on the stream. We can't see you. Are you here? I am, mate. So I've just got to have my camera off because of the setup that I've got, but yeah, all right, let's hope we're all good. Sorry that to join a bit late, um, but, you know, better late than never, as they say, or I suppose some people will be saying uh, better never than late, but I'm here, so so have that. Um, I've, I've had a decent enough week, as if, you can, if you're watching, and if you're not, then uh, 62 points. Obviously, I took the hit. I mean, Elliot, I know what we're saying about your team take hits. I don't think an eight-point uh, eight team, uh, eight-point hit would save your team at all, mate. Uh, you're in the mud this year. Uh, I just thought I'd come on here and say that. Um, but no, in terms of the way my team's looking, I, I tried a risky captain shot with Harry Kane. I said risky, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people went with it. Um, I decided to go with uh, with Kane and Salah. Obviously, scored. I was watching that game, just just praying that Salah wouldn't wouldn't score, and he, of course, he gets a tap in. Because Arsenal were woeful, um, and Kane didn't quite blank. I remember I messaged Elliot. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna take the mick out of Elliot, I, I must say myself. Um, I messaged Elliot on Sunday night before the games, and I said, "Oh, I, I expect 30 points from Kane, Captain C, and Foden. They got me about five, so yeah. that didn't quite <laughs> work." Phone, <laughs> I was ready to reel off when Ollie was going through his team. He said, "Goal incoming. I'm off to bed." But Foden plus Kane, captains. 30 plus points, I reckon. Go on, show it up on the screen for the people that are watching. Show it up on the screen. It's charging so uh, calm. But, that, but look, he said. I did say that. Um, but look, decent week. I'm still like 20 points above you, Elliot. So your time your time might come to catch up, but it's not going to be for another 20-odd game weeks. Um, but no, I'm happy with my, the way my team's looking and uh, hopefully I can keep accelerating and try and catch the Guru up, even though that's going to be quite hard. Yeah, well, you know, because you are doing so well, Ollie, we've got a question from Quentin. Um, obviously, he says, is a minus four worth it this week to go Ronaldo to Kane and Chilwell to James? So, Ollie, we'll get your piece on that take. Um, yes. I'd say yes. Just. I, I mean, I wouldn't be getting rid of Ronaldo personally, but obviously with the, with the Chilwell injuries out for a while, so you need to be getting rid of him. And if that's, you know, if you can get to reach James, then that might work for you. Um, obviously Kane's got really good fixtures but hasn't really been doing much in the league um, and for fear of, of sounding like Reedy I'm, I'm actually going to make a decision uh, so I'm going I'm to say yes I'm going to say yes it is worth it We will go to the human fence because he is the resident hitman and the resident human fence so does he think a minus four is worth it to go Ronaldo to Kane and Chilwell to James No 
No chance. How many times have we got a bang on this drum to say that Kane is absolutely pants this season? Um, listen, be my guest. Everyone wants to go to Kane from Ronaldo. Ronaldo's still bagging goals, don't forget, even albeit it might more so be in the Champions League, but uh, Ronaldo's the man, really, even in these big games. You know, they've got Chelsea and stuff like that. Um, they've just won against Villa, Villarreal um, quite not confidently because I did watch the game and see seeing they were under pressure. But um, Kane is he's still thinking about City. He still has dreams every night about Man City and Pep, you know, telling him to, uh, you know, score goals, left foot, right foot headers. And unfortunately, he's not going to do it in a spare shirt. So I would stick away from that one and more say, I'd, I'd more so go for the uh, James for Chilwell, uh, personally. I think that's a great move. Uh, but I'd also look at Jimenez, uh, alternative to Ronaldo, if you're going to get him out. I think Jimenez is a great shout. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Agree with you. Agree with you. Agree with you. He's been absolutely so brilliant so far. And I'm curious because I want to know your opinion on the case. You know, because I think we could be in for an argument for quite a bit. So I'll ask you this question for our very own Josh. He says, anyone bringing in the Chelsea strikers now would hard to work about the scheme of the squad. Werner um, um, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be looking at personally. Hasn't done enough in Chelsea shirt. Uh, Goals-wise, uh, Lukaku, Lukaku, definitely my uh, my eyes on him, um, but not immediately. Um, you know, he's got to, got to get himself back to fitness um, and obviously, you know, break break the duck again and, and get a couple of goals. I think for now, yeah, close eyes on Lukaku, but not someone I'm looking to get in immediately. Um, so probably not right now. I think Reese James um, and then the potential of, um, you know, maybe Alonso coming in is enough attacking threat from Chelsea for me right now. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Before we move on to your team, Guru, just a reminder, boys, I think they're saying that there's a bit of echoing. So if you can mute your desktops, we'll try and limit that for the, the viewers out on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure it's not for the, the space, it's probably for the YouTube. Just remember to mute your audio so that they can, uh, they don't, they don't want to have to hear my voice twice. They only want to hear it once, I'm pretty sure. So uh, if we could all just do that. But um, Guru, we'll move on to your team. 77 points this week, and it's because you had two Chelsea defenders. You had Chilwell and you had Rudiger. You must have been absolutely delighted with that. Yeah, look, the you know the Rudiger goal was was a good start to my uh, FPL weekend. You know when he when he headed that in, you know we did say that on the pod last week. Um, I remember sort of Jack was mentioning Rudiger's record against Leicester. Um, you know, and I sort of mentioned Leicester's weakness at the back from set pieces, and um, you know, and it was shown. Rudiger Rudiger scored. You know, Chilwell had a great game, um, so that was really good for me. Trent again with a, like another big haul, um, so I was happy with that. I bring Gallagher in as my transfer for Gray. He returned. Uh, and then Jimenez, who I've had, you know, since the um, the Brentford game that Wolves lost. Um, so I've had Jimenez through all of his, um, you know, his goals and assists so far. Um, so it's about five returns, I think, in, in seven now for, for Jimenez. Um, so, yeah, he did really well for me. So um, good score. Um, beat the average. So a couple of disappointments in there. There's there's a bit of work to be done. Um, but I've got two, uh, two transfers uh, for this up-and-coming game week. Um, so, you know, definitely... Got a couple of moves up my sleeve, but as usual, I'll be be waiting for these press conferences. Yeah, absolutely. Don't want to jump the gun, you know, especially with European football this week. That is your your weekly reminder there from the guru, just to wait as long as you can to make the transfers because we never know what's going to happen. You never know what sort of injuries people are going to pull up with. But um, while we're on the topic of transfers, we will move on now to discuss our transfers for the week, boys. So we'll start with you, Jack. You know, in terms of moves that you're going to be making this week, what have you got sort of planned in your mind? 
Yeah, I've already made my move actually. Um, so after watching the Gurus um, t- um, Scout Eleven, I've actually taken a bit of advice from him, uh, which isn't unheard of. I do take a bit of advice from the Guru every now and then, even though Spurs, you know, being a Spurs fan and giving me a bit of giving give a bit of earache every now and then about United. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go uh, Regulon. I've brought him in for Chilwell. Um, so I've already, I've already taken him out and I brought I brought him in. He's going to save me a bit of cash um, as well. So when I when I do make some moves, I'm probably looking like I'm probably going to take a hit next week and make a couple of moves because um, I'm expecting Vardy to blank again uh, and Bermo to blank again. So these two these two players are going to be coming out next week. So yeah, it just freed up a bit more cash. Um, I'm excited just to try and see what Spurs can do. Um, you know, I'm hoping for a bit of a bounce from him. Um, you know, I love a lefty. I love a left back, you know, and obviously he's playing left wing back. He's up and down that pitch. He scored last week. So, yeah, expecting some good things from him. So, um, Guru, this one falls on you if it doesn't work. Um, and I'll keep reminding you about it. Uh, but, yeah, going for the Spurs. <laughs> Spurs double ups on its way um, with, yeah, part of the plan. So, I've had to shift that around because obviously I wasn't expecting to take Chilwell out, Chilwell out so early. But, you know, we've got to adapt to these injuries and the game's coming thick and fast. So, Regulon, it's on him. Yeah, absolutely is. And, you know, those Spurs fullbacks under Conte, you know, we saw what he did at Chelsea with Victor Moses and Marcus Alonso. So if he can do anything similar with Regulon and Emerson, then I think FPL managers will rejoice in all of those FPL points that they will be giving out. So I think there's some really good moves from you there, Jack. Ollie, what have you sort of got planned for this week? I'm not really sure, to be honest. Um, I'm in between two options. I, to be honest, I haven't really opened opened FPL since since um, since Sunday. So, Ollie Walker Peel mind games. They're back. <laughs> no, I haven't, and I've had to rush to get into the space. So that is relentless. I've got what I've got. I've got two. I've got two plans. I've got point eight in the bank. So I'm either going to. I've I've, I've thought about getting rid of everyone's favourite four million starting asset. Tina Livramento, but I don't really sure if I want to do that. But what I'll probably end up doing is probably sidestepping from MacArthur and getting my bench ready for Christmas, which seems like such a boring move. Um, a boring, boring move, going someone from like MacArthur to like Allen or somebody, um, someone who's obviously going to play, or Norman or someone, someone who gets 90 minutes every week just to get make sure my bench is ready for Christmas, just make sure I've got a full squad in. Um, Either that or I'll roll over. So I, I I don't really know. I'm none the wiser. So I, come back to me at deadline. It's a very elaborate plan for someone that's you know not checked FPL this week, Ollie. You know you sort of you've got some sort of uh, some mind games on there. I think because you know you're sort of planning it out there. You know what you want to do. Mate, you know me. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure my face, but you better than anyone should know me. I'm fully honest and transparent. I have absolutely. I'm no. I'm none the wiser at this current point in time what I'm going to do. Look, maybe, maybe, maybe in 12 hours, 24 hours, I've got a clue. But with me and FPL, mate, I don't have a clue when it comes to FPL. Not usually anyway. I'm having a half decent season so far. Um, but I'll either I probably won't get rid of Livermore despite his tough run. So it narrows me down to either rolling over, do it, doing an Elliot Craig, or getting rid of MacArthur to, to someone like Norman or Allen and being a really, really boring human. Um, so it's, it's down to that. 
I think there's some good moves there, mate. You know, make sure you, you start checking that FPL a little bit more. Then you know you gotta gotta maintain that spot so you can. Te- mate, you're 20 points behind me. If I'm not checking FPL, if I'm not checking FPL and you're 20 points behind me, then what does that say for you? It's because it's rubbish, mate. You've been checking it all week. I absolutely know what you're uh, anyway, I think, you know, there, there's some good transfers there, mate, and it's a nice plan to, you know, get your bench ready for Christmas, as, a, as we saw with my team. You know, your bench is so important. You know, all these sort of injuries that are coming thick and fast, and with the games coming thick and fast as well, it's so, so important to do so. For me, I think I've got to get rid of Chilwell, and I'm actually, I think I'm going to go with Marcus Alonso. I just favour him over Rudiger ever so slightly at the minute. I know Rudiger's scoring a lot, but I think, you know, if Alonso is, is a bit of a risk, but I think, you know, he's the light for light replacement, isn't he? And Tuchel's known to like him. He's known to play him a little bit. So I think it's going to be Alonso for Chilwell for me. And I'm going to wait to see what's said about Rafinha. And if Rafinha isn't past his fit, I think I'm going to go with someone cheap, someone like Conor Gallagher, who I've got my eyes on at the minute. I have been checking FPL this week. And I think he's going to be the one for me because he's got a fairly decent swing of fixtures. You know, he's playing in that attacking midfield role for, for Crystal Palace. And, you know, he's managed to get Christian Benteke scoring with his, you know, sort of creativity. So there really isn't much that he can't do at the minute. So I think he's going to be in my team. He had two double point balls in his past three game weeks and he obviously got the assist at Burnley as well so you know he's on absolute fire and Palace seem to be scoring the goals and getting the job done at the minute so I think they'll be my transfers just dependent on what happens with Rafinha but as the guru always says you've got to wait to see what happens at the press conferences so I will do that and I will go from there. Reedy what about you what are you doing at a minus 20 this week do you reckon? Hey hey no 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 Uh, no minus for me this week Gail. Uh, it's boring, that, isn't it? You know what I mean? Sound like uh, Ollie now, don't I? Um, but yeah, so it's a difficult one. I've got Chilwell on my team. Um, do I take him out? Do I do I leave him in for a little bit and just look at other options? Uh, for me, I want to wait till those press press conferences, you know, um, primarily. But the two that I've got in mind at the moment are uh, Foden for Jota, depending if Jota gets past fit. I like the idea that you know Jota's getting that. That striker role at the moment he delivered last week, of course, against Arsenal, which uh, no one's really mentioned on on the pod. By the way, we just absolutely, um, you know, smashed them to be honest. Um, and these one nil wins Arsenal have been getting, you know, it's not good enough, is it, when it comes to playing the big boys? So yeah, Jota's one, and the other one is potentially Jimenez. I uh, just don't like the idea of having if I bring Jimenez in for Huang, um, is is that a pointless move? Because basically I can keep Huang and have that there because, you know, they're playing Norwich. Or do we take out Jesus, who basically is just a guy who constantly does me head in for FPL. Um, he delivers when I've not got him or doesn't when I've got him. So that's it, really. Just just those sort of thoughts at the moment. It's nothing too major, but no hits for me this week. Yeah, and Guru, obviously, because people will have to go over to the YouTube to see what moves you've made this week, we do have a question uh, from the YouTube live comments, and it's James or Alonso. You know, obviously, two very attacking fullbacks playing in that Chelsea system. Obviously, James is that a little bit more expensive than Alonso at the minute, and we're not too sure if Alonso is going to be nailed on to start, but I think it's a pretty safe assumption to say that he's going to slip in at that left wing back role. So, what do you make of this one, Guru? Oh, yeah, for me, it's Reese James. Um, you know, the proof's in the pudding with him at the moment. He's just unreal. You know, he showed it in the league this season. In every game he started, he's hit points. Um, and he showed it against Juve as well the other night. And I think, yeah, out of the two, um, yeah, hands down, Reese James. I like Alonso's potential. Um, but, yeah, if I've got to pick between the two, it's got to be Reese James. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good pick there. Obviously, I wish that I could, uh, you know, have the funds for for Reece James, but I think if I want to have a, a strong midfielder still in my team, um, it's going to be quite difficult to do. But I'll work my way around it. I'll be checking the FPL app, unlike some people on the podcast, and uh, seeing what sort of moves that I can be making. But they are the transfers for the week from us. In terms of captain picks, I think it's going to be a fairly unanimous decision. Jack, we'll go to you first. Who's your captain for the week? Um, I've got the armband on, of course, Mo Salah. I was thinking about Alexander-Arnold. What do you think? Anyone? I like it, you know. Fullbacks yeah, are the way that you're in They're getting the points. They're scoring lots. You know, Cancelo, Trent, they're doing the business. It's a great shout, I think, because he, he was rested in the Champions League uh, yesterday. So he's definitely going to be starting and uh, ready to go. So, you know, it's paid off for a lot of FPL managers recently putting the captain's armband on those full-backs, you know, the likes of Cancelo. So, go for it, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite a fancy. I think it'd be a decent shout, you know. What has he got? 30, 38 points in his last four game weeks. Been rested this week. Good fixture against Southampton. Home game. Maybe a bit of a differential. He's, in, he's, on, he's on fire, isn't he, really? So, I think, yeah, I'm thinking about him. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, if not, obviously Salah is the obvious choice. Um, and yeah, vice captain on Trent for now, but that could change before deadline. I think it's a really good pick, and you know, obviously the majority of people will go with Salah, but you know, if Trent's getting a goal and an assist, maybe then you know it's, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of happens. And the bonus point system loves Trent because he gets so many crosses, gets forward. So I think it's a really good shout there, Jack. Ollie, in terms of your captain for the week, who are you going to be going with? Uh, I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot again. But I think, and the guru said this a lot, this is his time. This has to be his time. This has to be Harry Kane's time. I thought you were going to say Alan. Was it not Alan's time? (laughs) Um, It might be a late shout. Five minutes before the deadline, I could put the armband on him. But this has to be Harry Kane's week. He has an immense record against Burnley. And to see him to see him put three past to see him put three past Burnley would put a massive smile on my face. Reed is not too keen on it because he's already sort you know had a rant had a Kevin Keegan style rant about Harry Kane and how he doesn't think he's worth it. But but look, I've I've got faith in the lads. I, I think he might you know get himself a goal. It's going to be Salah or Kane at the moment. It's on Kane. There's nothing stopping me switching it especially with how good Salah's been. He's been unbelievable this season. Probably the best FPL asset I've ever known. Southampton at home. At the moment, it's on Kane, but there is a massive chance that I'll switch it. I think, you know, if you want to be getting these... Do do, do you know who Salah's playing? You know, you haven't really checked the FPL app. Are you aware of who his fixture is, Ollie? He's got Southampton at home, (laughs) your little so-and-so. You little so and so. It's good to see that you are checking it just that little bit, then, mate. But you know, I think you know it's, it's those sorts of moves. You know, that choice to to Captain Kane that can really, really, you know, pay off. It's the risks, isn't it, in FPL that it's all about. So I think it's a, it's a good shout from you there. For me, it's going to be Mohamed Salah. He's tested and tried this season. Reliable every single week. Perma captain probably until he has. Don't even really know who I would captain him against in the league at the minute because he is on absolute fire. Scored again this morning. There's no reason to not stick it on him for me. Reedy, who's it going to be for you? Mo Salah. Of course, it's got to be Salah. Look at that fixture. Everything points towards that. Yeah, right. We're going to get 
majority of FPL managers going for Salah. You know, the other guys who are in the top 10k or 20k who want to make a, you know make a bit of a difference are going to go for Kane or whatever. I think for me, it's probably going to be Salah. And if you don't go Salah, I think Jimenez is a great alternative if you're going to look outside the box or even a defender like Jack's going for there. But for me, Mo Salah, 110%. I think that's a, it's a good shout from you there, Reedy. I, I just don't see any reason why you wouldn't. And obviously, Guru, where can people find out who you've captained for this week? On the YouTube, I've got my team selection for this week. So uh, head over there, have a watch. And I don't think you'll be too surprised at my captain, though, this week. But um, yeah, head over and uh, and check it out. See who the Guru has ended up captaining. But that's a nice transition as we move on into the Guru section. So, Matt, we will get your, your differentials, your ones, your teams to watch and your teams to back for this week. So, we'll start with your differential picks. Who have you gone with, Matt? Nice one, Elliot. I think this week I'm going to go... I'm like I'm liking Ben Davies. Um, you know, 0.2% owned with the Burnley game. You know, if you're looking for someone that's just a cheap enabler... He's getting the minutes, um, really, really low owned. He's actually getting forward quite a bit as well, which was interesting. Um, he was overlapping Regulon, which I didn't actually expect because I thought Regulon was going to be the one, you know, getting in the box a lot more. And, and Davies was actually quite close to to scoring in that second half. So I'm liking him in uh, in that fixture, you know. And also, if you can get him in now, um, you know, you've got the likes of Brentford and Norwich coming up, um, and then. Uh, another one who I'm, I'm not minding as well um, is Samedo. He looked really good on the in the game against West Ham. So he's 2.4% owned with Norwich away. Um, so if you're looking for those kind of cheaper fullback options, you know, you can't get into those premium ones. Samedo and Davies are quite good shouts. And then this season, we've had obviously a lot of problems with strikers, not getting goals. I think you could maybe go on a bit of a punt this week with, with a forward. And, and look, I'm, I'm going to back an Arsenal player. And, um, you know, Lacazette, who does like a home goal, uh, we know that hasn't looked at his best, but he does just pop up with the uh, the odd random good score. And he's 1.1% owned, uh, 8.3 mil at home to your boys, Newcastle. Yeah, well, I'm obviously not too fond of that pick. Obviously, Guru, you don't really have to ask for my opinion on that one. But I think all the other picks um, are really good there. And even the Lacazette one, you know, with the way that our defence is looking at the minute, I think it's a really nice pick. In terms of your captain picks for the week, though, Guru, who have you gone with? Salah is is top of the list again this week, um, and I'm really liking the uh, the idea of Trent. So from the Liverpool uh, Liverpool game, I'm liking Salah and Trent. Um, Raúl Jiménez against Norwich, I think, is a pretty good pick. Um, and then I'm going to back Ollie's Ollie's shout, of course, of Harry Kane. He's got a great. I know he's got a great record against a lot of teams, and he's not shown that this season. But Burnley and Turf Moor is a stadium that he uh, he does consistently show up at. So um, I'm going to go with Harry Kane. I think this surely this is his time. It's got to be his time. I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing as you, Guru. There has to be this week. It's now or sort of never for a lot of managers. I think with Harry Kane, you know the likes of Son, um, you know all those sorts of assets. Even the fullbacks now for Spurs. I think it's got to be this week for Harry Kane. In terms of your teams to back, though, who have you gone with? Really, obviously, like got to go Liverpool at home to Saints. Um, you know, at Anfield. The form they've been on the football they're playing this season. So I think from an FPL perspective, you know, back in Liverpool, it's going to pay off. Um, another one I wanted to kind of pick someone a bit different this week. And I've gone Leeds, um, you know, away to Brighton. Was impressed with Leeds last week. Uh, Daniel James looked really good. Uh, scored a goal in that game. He was unlucky again not to score in the second half. I was really impressed uh, with him. Brighton actually haven't won for 
you know, a number of games now. Their form's really dropped. So I think Leeds could be a good one with the likes of James and hopefully Rafinha coming back into the fold. Um, and then my last team, um, I'll back Wolves. Uh, a couple of solid results for them, especially the West Ham one. Albeit I know Norwich did get their first win, but I'll back, I'll back Wolves. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good shout there. And I do apologise. I think I missed your curveball, Captain Ed Guru. So do you have a curveball for us this week? Um, well, you know, I'm going to go with Reese James, although it might not sound like much of a curveball because of the form he's on. Um, but I'll pick uh, Reese James if you want to do something different to, to Mo Salah. Just to spice it up a little bit, I think, you know, the, the fullbacks in FPL this year, they really are stealing a lot of the show. So I think it's uh, some really good picks there from you, Guru. And obviously always the best advice around. So we thank you very much for your Guru section there. Before we wrap up, we've got a few questions from the Discord. And just a reminder that if you're in the Twitter space, um, obviously, if you do end up following us, we can follow you back, follow for follow and make sure you get your way over to the YouTube. Uh, all the details are in the link tree in the bio of the FPL Addicts podcast Twitter account. And um, as I was saying, the Discord link will be there as well. So you can ask your questions, but we'll get into them now. Seb asks, and we'll go to you for this one, Guru. Transfer Chilwell out for James because of the injury. How will the wing-back situation look going into this very busy run of fixtures? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, the likes of Chelsea and, and Man City, um, you know, they do actually have options there. Um, so I definitely think you're going to get the... Um, the games off them this week. It's just these these midweek ones next week as City and, and you know, um, Chelsea are going to rotate. So it's, it's a difficult one in that aspect. Um, I still think um, Chilwell to James is, is a good choice because um, even if he does play two of the next three, you'd expect him to still get, you know, big scores. Um, but it will be an interesting one with fullbacks. I think um, Spurs and Liverpool fullbacks are probably the, the safest for me. Um, and the Chelsea and City ones, I can see some rotation there at some stage with the fact that there's, you know, three games in what, seven days? Yeah, it's going to be absolutely mental. And just quickly on that, while we are talking about the fullbacks, Quentin asks, Regulon or Alonso from you, Guru? Oh, yeah, I, I'm going to go Regulon. Um, I do like Alonso. Uh, he's, he's, you know, a great player. But again, um, can I see him getting all three games in the next week? As Placetto, you know, he was the one that was called upon last night. Um, he's had a lot of rest as well over the last few weeks. Um, so for me, I think Regulon, you know, his his spot's pretty safe. Sessegnon, you know, for those that saw the Leeds Spurs game, Sessegnon did come on at the end and um, Conte said that he's really impressed him in training, uh, Sessegnon, and he's going to play in the uh, in the Europa. So that is an interesting one to kind of look out for. Um, but I still think for now, Regulon is, um, is the better pick from the two. And Conte has also challenged Regulon to get more goals and assists. So, um, you know, I think uh, Regulon from those two. Sorry, I completely forgot Sessegnon even existed. I thought he vanished off the face of the earth and he's just reappeared just for the, getting subbed on against Leeds at home. But um, I think it's a good point that you make there. You've got to, you know, these, these cryptic sort of messages that managers send out, you know, it's a bit like Ollie saying that he doesn't check his app. You know, you've got to, you've got to sort of take him with a pinch of salt, I think, and just sort of see, make your own sort of informed decision at the end of the day. But um, we'll move on to the second question we've got from FPL Executive. He says, should we be rotating our forwards based on fixtures i.e. Wilson or Benteke, and we'll go to you for this one, Jack. What do you think about sort of rotating these these strikers that people can have based on the fixtures, you know, sort of transferring them out, Benteke, Wilson, Jimenez, those sort of seven million price point mid forwards? Yeah, do, do you know something? Like, I think I need to actually do this more with mine. Like, I've not really changed my forward line for a while. And I think now, 
you know, with the Crystal Palace have come into their own, Newcastle, new manager, you, uh, Wolves have obviously hit a bit of form. Um, do you know what, that value, I, I think you could obviously rotate them depending around the fixtures. Um, I probably need to have a look a bit more about at what the fixture run is like. I don't know what, what is Newcastle's fixture run any good in the next, uh, next few weeks? It's not very kind after Norwich, but we've got Arsenal this week and then yeah. we've got Norwich. We've got a couple of green, but as soon as you get into the Christmas period, you want to steer clear of any sort of black and white stripes because we have got the most horrible festive season you can put yeah. on someone, Jack. Yeah, fair enough. And you're not exactly going to rely on Joe Linton there, are you? But I think um, you know, make the most of the form as well of these of these teams. If Palace have got a good run of fixtures still, um, and you know if Benteke is hitting the goals, you know, they've been rare for the last couple of years, you know, since, you know, back in what his, his Villa days, was it? Um, since he scored, obviously, probably the form he's in now. Um, so maybe, maybe, you know, adapting to those fixtures uh, week by week, I don't think it's a bad thing. But, you know, when these injuries crop up elsewhere in your team, it's, a, it's tough to keep up with them without taking big hits. It absolutely is. I think it's a really good point that you've raised there, Jack. Um, you know, a lot of people, including myself and you, you've just said, you know, you sort of get caught up in, you know, sort of holding on to these players when maybe they're not performing and you've got to just make that rash decision. You know, Reedy probably does it best with all the all the transfers that he makes, you know, just pull the band-aid off. If they're not performing, you know, in the forward line. There's so many strikers that, you know, haven't ended up doing it this season, but they're definitely capable of doing so. So it's gonna be interesting. And the final question we've got today is from FPL Commander. And he says, is doubling up on Walker or Alonso for a heavy December schedule such a good idea? And Ollie, we will go to you for this one. I'm not sure if you're too um, aware, but Christmas is among us. Um, you know, maybe you haven't checked the calendar or anything, but we are in November, nearing the end of it. So we're nearly at the festive football period. So what do you think of that one? Doubling up on uh, Chelsea or, or Man City fullbacks? <laughs> I mean, you've asked me the worst. Out of the questions that you've you've asked everyone there, you, you've asked me the, the one that's least relevant. So it's a great, great host of my calendar. You've stitched me up yet again, pal. Because um, I haven't gone big at the back this year. Um, I've stayed clear of that. My managing style has been to go light at the back. But in saying that, with um, the way Chelsea and Man City have been defending, especially with the players that you've got there, um, I wouldn't be against it. Um, in terms of whether to go City or Chelsea, um, they've got an all right run, I suppose, Chelsea. But... Their fullbacks have been, you know, have got the headlines, and City's runs probably kinder. Um, so it's a real catch twenty-two. Um, I, I maybe one of each rather than a double. So if you go someone like maybe Reese James and Cancelo, Reese James and Diaz, rather than going two of one, uh, and that also means you know you're not putting all your eggs in one basket then. So if you know if one side doesn't get a clean sheet, then your 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 game week isn't ruined as such. I mean. There's always been a lot of attacking returns, but potentially one of each might be a potential strategy you could go with. I think it's a very good point that you make there, Ollie. but that is all we have time for today on the podcast. I thank you all for listening. If you're on the YouTube, thank you very much. If you're on the Twitter space, thank you very much. Just remember all the information and all the details, everything is in the link tree in the bio of the FPL Addicts Twitter uh, podcast account. So make sure you get yourself over there. And uh, you can stay in touch a little bit more. The Discord link and make sure you're checking out all the YouTube content that the Guru is pumping out for this week. But until then, may all your FPL dreams come true heading into that game week 13. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. Bye.